Hey y'all, welcome back to Luce's Booble Removal. I'm Luce, and today I'm talking about posture. Before my booble removal, I had awful posture. As soon as puberty hit and I started developing breasts, I wanted to hide them and fold up into myself and just slouch all the time. Um, I was always being told by my parents to sit up straight if I was at dinner or if my photo was being taken. It was always pointed out to me that I that I was like slouched over and just had rounded shoulders and bad posture. And I didn't like it either. When I saw uh, usually like young men or just men out in the world with a straight back and just with their chests up and, you know, they, they seem so proud and at ease with themselves and moving through the world in such a great way. And I wanted that. I could see that and realize, yeah, that seems wonderful. But I couldn't mesh that with how I felt about my own body. I just couldn't figure out how to also feel that way and look that way myself. I also had awful posture right after surgery. Although, as you might expect, I mean, you might expect I'd have bad posture. I felt very vulnerable and fragile in my chest. Um, for, the, for the first week, I had this tight binder on, so I couldn't really move. It just made sense to not want to stand up straight and to sort of stretch things out because you are healing and you can feel that in your body and you're also being told by your doctor by your surgeon to be very careful especially for the first six to eight weeks you're trying to make sure that things heal up well and that you don't stretch out your scars in fact for the first six months after surgery you're not supposed to even lift your arms above your head because if you do that your skin it's still so new and it's still trying to regain its strength so you might inadvertently stretch out your scars a lot so right after surgery especially the first week week I was very hunched over and didn't want to move too much I also had a lot of chafing under my armpit so I just wasn't moving my arms everything was constricted and then a week after surgery as I've said before I went back to the surgeon to have this binder removed and finally I was free it's actually quite crazy as soon as they remove that binder it's like it's like the sucking like where my lungs were suddenly like oh I can inflate with air it was a very bizarre feeling and I could finally see myself. My sister drove me home. My partner was already at work. My sister went to work. And this was the first time since surgery that I'd really been alone with myself because they'd been taking care of me. And I mean, they'd come and go a little bit, but I was in like this healing mode and being taken care of. And suddenly I was by myself and I went for a walk up to the library as I'd been doing. And for that first week, just walking, all of my energy and focus was literally on walking. It was uh, so so difficult, really, as you're healing and recovering from surgery. But at this point, I could do the walk by myself. I was starting to feel back to normal. I mean, I was still very much healing, but my mind and my attention was just coming back to feeling pretty normal. And here I was by myself, and I was seeing myself in car windows as I walked by I was seeing myself and for the first time without this binder on so with just my skin and my chest I mean I was wearing like shirts and and you know I was covered up and dressed um, but I had seen my skin for the first time just earlier that morning and my posture was awful I was still so hunched over my shoulders were so rounded I had swelling in different places so like you know my shoulders are rounded my chest is concave and so flat and and in you know just withdrawn inside myself and um and like had all this swelling in my belly and things it was just it just didn't look great it just didn't feel great and I had this moment of grieving and the sense of loss and at the time it I was very concerned that I would have this surgery 
and be um, unconscious because of general anesthetic and that I would wake up and my body would have this shock to deal with, that it wouldn't know that my breasts had been removed. And so I was very aware of wanting to do some kind of grieving or recognition process because I wanted to make sure that my body and my mind and my spirit were able to connect with this change, with this loss, and that I didn't um, like dis- deassociate from it or ignore it. So, so I wanted to have some kind of grieving, and so I, at the time, I I very much associated those feelings and during this walk as a kind of grieving and recognition of this loss. However, looking back, I will say that I think I was also extremely afraid that I had just messed up my posture and my body. Like I just. I was just sucked in at that moment to thinking I'm going to be like this forever and this is not a good change. Like it wasn't so much the loss of my breasts as the thought, what if I don't move forward to to being the, the person and having the, the body and the pride that I was looking forward to. Um, well, that was just a short walk and a, a kind of a cool experience. I mean, I'm glad that I had some kind of emotional experience after this huge surgery ordeal. But by the time I was coming home, I was already like, okay, I need to start doing some stretches and start to see, you know, what's going to happen. Because of course, you're not going to be the same as you are a week after surgery. Your body's going to heal. You're going to get better. You're going to change over time. And that's exactly what happened for me. I started doing very small exercises at first because you do want to be very careful about not stretching your scars or even worse, you know, things opening up. So, you know, your surgeon, your doctors will give you, um, they'll tell you what you need to be doing. Maybe just like rolling your shoulders gently, you know, listen to your body. But over time, by the time, you know, after six to eight weeks, they say you can go back to like running and swimming and just sort of normal activities as long as your arms aren't being lifted above your head. Um, if you're doing like weightlifting and a lot of chest work, you probably would want to wait even longer because, you know, don't risk it. You have the rest of your life to build back muscle and, and deal with all of that, you know, so for the first six months, you know, play it cool. But, um, and I will say I didn't quite listen to all that advice as you, if you've listened to my podcast around uh, my third nipple scarring, I had a, um, extra cut in my chest that ended up opening up in the first, um, like in, in the second week after surgery. So that was the whole thing. And maybe some of my stretches, um, might've, uh, like contributed to that. But anyway, be careful. Um, but I was doing some stretches and I want to share with you one of the things I learned. There are five things to do in order to have good posture. The first thing, or maybe it's more like there's five things to think about. The first thing is let's start with your head and pretend like there's a string coming out the top of your head and it's being pulled up so that your whole body and your spine is just just falling, following underneath your head. And so your head, you're, you're looking straight out at the horizon, your head is level, and it's resting on top of your spine, on top of your shoulders. So as opposed to if your head is too far forward, you're actually using your neck muscles to hold it up. Instead, you want your head to just be resting on top of your skeleton structure so that it's just naturally being supported. If that makes sense. So if you have this string, if you kind of pretend like you're a little bit of a puppet and someone's picked you up by the your head string and now your whole body is just, you know, straight on, onto itself. So your head is just straight up on top of your spine. The second thing to think about is your chest. Now, there's other kinds of advice and, and things I was reading and, and uh, watching and learning about, like, you know, rolling your shoulders back and down and doing different things with your scapulas and, and you know, where your arm's supposed to be. But what I really liked was this one 
this one person who was like, you know what, just focus on your rib cage because your rib cage is attached to your spine. And where your clavicle is, that little hole kind of at the top of your chest, if you're slouched over, it's like if your chest was full of water, like the water would be leaking out of it. But if you put your chest up so that, um, you know, so that the water isn't going to fall out of your clavicle, what will naturally happen is that your scapulas, which are attached, to be honest, I don't know, to your rib cage, maybe. Um, not, I didn't learn about all the anatomy, but, but you know, everything's attached. Your rib cage and your spine are kind of the core of your body. And so everything's attached to that. So if those are in the right position, your scapula, your shoulders, your arms, they'll all um, kind of fall into place. And it's true. Once, once you know, if my, if my first, if my head is sort of upright and, you know, looking out horizontally and just, you know, sort of pulling me up and doing the right thing. Then if I put my chest up, I naturally, my shoulders kind of naturally go back and down. I kind of open up my chest and it feels good. So that's the second thing. The third thing is that now that you've opened up your chest, what you actually want to do is, is close up the bottom of your rib cage and sort of button up your abs. So engage your abdomen. What this will do is, is support your lower back and your lower spine. So it's all about this whole, these whole five things are all about stability and having this, um, a kind of strength that's through alignment so that you're not having to work so hard and, and this will, you know, prevent injury and just sort of, you know, help your body work better. Um, that's the whole point of good posture, right? So the third thing is to engage your abdomen. I want to do a little aside here about how, um, it's so interesting now that I have my breast removed that my rib cage is just so much more prominent. It's kind of this funny look because we don't often see adults in the state that I'm in. Either uh, bodies filled with estrogen have breasts, which sort of obscure the rib cage area a little bit, uh, or um, you know, bodies filled with testosterone develop more muscle and they kind of broaden and the chest look a certain way. And this is something I noticed when I was watching videos of other people who had had a, had boobal removals and I would even see comments from folks like why why is your rib cage so you know so noticeable or whatever and people would just be like you know it's just how it is so I was what well, I was expecting this but it's super cool and interesting um, so I can really see when my rib cage is up and uh, you know when my posture is good and also how to sort of button it up at the bottom by engaging my abs the fourth thing, probably the most important thing, is to engage your glutes. So the bottom part of your butt, kind of squeeze that, like squeeze your thigh. It's like right where your thigh meets your butt. Kind of squeeze that. And this is the foundation of your whole spine. I think people also talk about the pelvic floor. And I don't know exactly. It, we, you should probably look into that. I mean, if you really are trying to do this, definitely talk to a doctor, a physical therapist, all of that good stuff. But something about this bottom area, right, is it's supporting your whole spine, which then comes all the way up to your head. So you want that to be stable. You want that to be a stable foundation. So you engage those muscles. And then the last thing, um, this person actually talked about kind of locking the knees. But the way I think about it is that you want this foundation from your glutes and your pelvis. You want this foundation to connect all the way to the ground in a in a solid fashion and you want to do it in a way that feels good for your knees and your ankles because those are two very important joints. Sometimes when I'm standing at sinks like brushing my teeth or if I'm doing dishes I'll uh, if I stand too long and I don't think about it you know I can kind of be like oh I'm in a weird position so what I like to do when I get to the sink is 
go up on the balls of my feet and kind of, sh you know, shake it out and loosen things up and then sort of make sure that I come down and in a way that's, I don't have a good way to describe this, but just, I just try to make sure that I've, that I'm connected to the ground in a solid way and that all of my joints up, up to my glutes are, um, kind of aligned with with each other and just feeling good so that's a little bit of a fuzzy thing but if you think about these five parts of your body um it feels really good to try and do that when, when you stand and so at first after my surgery I was just trying to stand and do these things um when, when they felt comfortable you know it took a while for me to feel like okay I can bring my chest up and you know it, it, it that's gonna feel okay and not not be too much you know stress on the skin of my scars and then I would try to keep all of these things in mind as I walked or as I ran, which was really cool uh, and very difficult to think about constantly engaging your abs and your glutes and, you know, trying to think about all these things as you run and keep your keep your chest up. But um, I think it helped. I mean, I don't think about them as much anymore. So it either became natural or I stopped thinking about it. But I will say that Whenever I'm in pictures now, my partner especially will always comment, hey, you're, you know, why is your chest up and out? Or, you know, you do this thing with your chest. So before my booble removal, I had terrible posture and rounded shoulders. It was very noticeable and not a great part of my life. So it was something I felt kind of ashamed of or just, it was just part of, you know, it was very wrapped up in my self-esteem. And now after my booble removal, I have great posture. I am open. I'm, instead of being folded up and I'm tall and proud and I move through the world in a much more connected and confident manner and that's amazing so that's my talk about posture I hope you enjoyed this podcast stay tuned for some upcoming interviews with other queer individuals who have had booboo removals or who have not had booboo removals and we're going to hear all about their experiences and thoughts on the matter I'm super excited to share it all those episodes with y'all. They're coming sometime in the end of January and February. So stay tuned and until then, stay calm.